Now, you know, because these times are so challenging, we think it's important to talk with people like Gary Tishy, Garrett Tishy, because resilience is, is just vital for all of us. And he knows a thing or two about resilience. Garrett has what we think is probably the heart and soul and DNA of an entrepreneur, a founder, uh, and a startup renaissance man. He um, is, perhaps you know him best as the founder and uh, owner of Huga uh, Coworking, but also of Huga Wellness. But he is, in addition, co-founder of That's Novel Books. Uh, he is co-founder of the Support Local or Else movement. And if that's not enough, he's interim executive director of Share Charlotte right now as they um, executive director. That's because he just doesn't have enough to do. It's an open book, so we uh, want you to open up the chat and uh, use it as as uh, Jess gets started. With all of that, Jess, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Hello everyone and hello Garrett hello. and Louis Wright. We're celebrating our five year anniversary of Garrett being on my former web series, Flash Chat, where we talked about superheroes. <laughs> and that's how <laughs> I know Garrett. <laughs> Might have things changed and we've all had to be a little bit of a superhero this year. Uh, mm -hmm. and resilience is our theme today. And if anybody knows anything about resilience, it would be Garrett. Uh, we define resilience as the capacity and grit to recover quickly from change, obstacles, loss, and conflict. And oh boy, surely we've done that this year. Um, Garrett, as the founder of Huga, which is a co-working studio, there's actually, there's four or five of them now, correct? Four. Four. Uh, in Charlotte, which I go to, if you ever need a space to get some work done, they offer a lot of amenities. Um, but as we all know, co-working, not happening so much right now in, in the last year. Um, and you've built a community with Huga. How has, how has the year changed that community? How have you pivoted in 2020 and 2021 to overcome the pandemic. Sure. So um, the you know co-working kind of the whole the whole point of it is uh, this kind of shift to in real life um, uh, interactions. You know what what happens. You know thinking back to people that know me way back, we love Charlotte. This like get to know your people, love Charlotte for its people, not its places, um, and then that kind of uh, um, for me was the foundation of Huga, you know, which was to create a space where people fall in love with each other, you know, this personal and professional development centered around humans. Um, obviously the pandemic decimated that, uh, you know, we're uh, starting in March um, with, with kind of the major closers and us just kind of uh, stepping, being first to shut our doors and, and step away from everything we've, we've seen nearly 60, 70% of our membership base just disappear. Um, and, and because we focus so heavily on the in real life stuff, this, we don't want to spend a lot of time in digital worlds. We don't want to do this all that much. Um, and, and I'm actually getting a lot of joy out of seeing so many faces here. Um, 
but it's different. It's a it's a different thing. Um, and while we're, our doors are open, I'm in, in my space. There is a lack of energy and uh, and everything because those people are missing right now. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's been it's been weird. You know, it's been yeah. it's been a challenge. Weird is an understatement, certainly. Yeah. And since you know you. It's like you said, it's more than a space to do some work. It is a community. How have you continued to foster that sense of community throughout the year and try to hold on to that, that strong friendship and bond that you've created in Charlotte? Yeah. So, so this is, this is kind of the interesting thing I was, I was, I was invited on here and, and thinking about resilience and what that looks like. And, and um, I, there was, you know, starting in March, probably, probably up through the end of summer, um, we were fighting this, it was almost a good bit of denial, this like, um, let's try and create things for people to interact. Let's try the online stuff. Let's, um, we can open our doors. Let's hope people come back. And, and as we, we saw more and more, even our most loyal, our most loyal members, people that have been with me for five years, um, start to slip away. There was like a moment, um, of just pure acceptance. And that for me probably came even later, probably came this like late in the winter, like the, the, the holiday months where I was just like, we can't do the thing that we are good at right now. Um, and accepting the state of things is going to um, just allow us to make smarter decisions, allow us to support people in the way they want, which is right now leaving them alone. They, they aren't coming in. They don't want to do more Zoom calls. Um, they aren't engaging Slack. Um, so for all of these people that say like, we'll be back someday, um, we, you know, we, we touch base with them here and there. And we just have to hope that, you know, and when a vaccine or something rolls out that people feel good enough to come back that the foundation that we built with them for years that Megan and Alyssa uh, and Brittany before that um, developed with them uh, that they that they come back when they feel good and it's and we're occasionally we see that where someone's like I'm ready and it's just they hit a comfort level and, and they're ready to be back in the fam um, but it is going to be a while and that acceptance has honestly accepting it has made my anxiety uh drop like I feel I sleep better now like I'm, I'm not banging my head against a wall um, I feel better yeah, that was my next question do you find yourself having a more of a sense of peace now that you just accept it yeah I I'm it's been a it's been a crazy year uh, on top of um, uh, you know the the pandemic stuff you know full transparency last february i quite literally had a conversation with my cpa about cash blowing my life quite literally was like i'm at a place where hugo is doing so well that i don't think i need to work directly on this anymore that i can make good money and i can go after another passion of mine create something else hire hire a good team promote within uh and then march like gone like you're talking I, a $700,000 gap I'm losing. I will, we're dangerously close to never making money again. We can, we can make money enough to like pay the team and do those things. But like this being a thing that like pays me well, 
um, is, is at risk right now. Uh, we are close to being a lifestyle business, like the ultimate lifestyle business, like a thing that I work on that I have fun, but it pays me pretty mediocrely. And it's a lot of work and, and, and the team knows that and I know that and then people that know me know that. Um, I, uh, on top of that, um, separation, I'm actually signing my divorce papers today. So like big win. Um, it's been a year and I feel um, now a real sense of peace. The, the acceptance that the business is what it is and we're making decisions that just purely exist to protect the business um, and my team, hopefully. You know, Alyssa, for those that don't know, is going on maternity leave in a month. And I promised her that I would take care of her for her maternity leave. Like in every decision we make now is about how do I ensure that Huga still exists for four more months so I can pay her while she's out? Because I believe that, God, for, for those that know me, like we've, we've pride ourselves in thinking about how to help new moms reintroduce themselves to the workforce. <laughs> like, yeah. how do I shut down right before this? Um, it sucks, but it's, and I'm, I'm smiling about it because I, I feel good about um, the way we've come together as a team and just kind of figure out like, what the hell are we doing, you know? Yeah, this time takes a lot of, of teamwork uh, and a lot of support, a lot of community support. I know you have a lot of community support and I'm hopeful yeah. things will turn back, yeah. That's a really weird thing that I actually want to talk about. It's It's been something that I've struggled with. Um, we don't offer a product. We don't have a thing. And, and I'm, I'm still struggling with this answer because um, over the last year, you know, we launch support local or else we do all these things. And every once in a while, someone goes like, how do we help you? And the answer is like, I have no freaking clue. I have like, here's my Venmo, send me money. Like we don't offer a thing. Um, outside of membership and that is our world. And if you don't need what we offer, how do you how do you support me? And you can tell people, but the thing that we need people to do is the thing that everybody is in being told not to do right now. Yeah. And it's it's been a weird thing where like it's like the support, people want to help. There mm -hmm. is absolutely no way to help me right now unless you just want to write me a check. And I don't think anybody should do that. What have you done to find some joy during this time and some catharsis? I know I've seen you uh, making a lot of pie uh, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and perhaps that's helping, but what, what, is, what have you found joy in? Yeah, so um, uh, she, for those that don't know, she's um, talking about uh, I bake on Sundays and then eat it in front of Instagram uh, every Sunday night. I haven't done that since the election. Um, I decided to take a break from social media, uh, which has been wildly helpful uh, for my mental well-being. Um, and then also an interesting like case study and what happens when you disengage from the thing that everyone uses to communicate. Um, yeah, so I still bake a ton. Um, actually, I baked a really cool rainbow six-layer cake with worms, gummy worms in the center for my daughter's birthday on January 6th. Um, so when she cut it open, all the worms spilled out. Uh, it might be my best. Um, <laughs> yeah, just I started doing that um, a year and a half ago on Sundays because I don't have my daughter every other Sunday. And it was a um, a thing to stop me from drinking um, and kind of that idle hands feeling. So I started baking and it became a, 
kind of cool, fun passion. Uh, I love it. Uh, outside of that, I work out a lot. I, I just started doing yoga 30 days ago. Like, um, and that's like a weird, like, I don't like that, like, namaste craps for those that <laughs> love yoga. Like, laying on the floor and just like breathing, I, that shoots, shoots my anxiety through the, through the roof. Uh, but I'm trying to, to take care of myself. So, uh, that's important taking care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And though, for those who hadn't seen any of his uh, baking on Sundays where he uh, posted and did live videos, he'd, he'd often talk about um, social, social justice issues. And I know that you uh, support the Steve Smith Foundation uh, and their work to create a school. You help with the work to create a school and education space for the homeless population during the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, when, when the pandemic hit and um, CMS uh, opted to go full virtual. Um, and uh, at that time, like I, you know, my, my, my ex and I had to have a conversation and, and I'm privileged enough to just go, we'll just send her to private school where she can go in person. You know, we were able to make that decision. Um, and that's a luxury. And then you start to look at, um, you know, the the kind of under underserved uh, side of, of Charlotte. Um, I live on the west side over here in Camp Green. And uh, I realized during the pandemic when I lost power when I was working from home that I have zero cell service. If I'm not on Wi-Fi calling, I cannot do anything with my cell phone. So when you start to look at all these kids getting hotspots and, and iPads and being sent off to, to these like underutilized, uh, utilitized, whatever that word is, part of town, um, they're screwed like big time, um, on top of probably not being home with their parents, being with their grandparents that don't know technology, being with brothers and sisters that aren't helping them because their parents are trying to work. Um, Gerard, uh, of Steve Smith foundation reached out and we just started commiserating over creating space for, um, any subset. Can we get a hundred kids in a space so they have food? Um, yeah, that's, I might get emotional talking about this. Um, I, th I thought we were doing something really great. And then one of the first days that we were open and I know Megan knows this cause I walked through and it like, um, there were kids sleeping like on the floor. Uh, and I don't want to talk about this. This is hard. Um, okay. it was, uh, heartbreaking in like the, crazy it's hard to see it you hear it all the time yeah it's, you hear it in the news but once you you see it it, it desensitizes and the news desensitizes you and yeah it's it's it was it was such a hard year like the amount of crazy stuff we all watched this past year past yeah. whatever and this one just like it crushed me um and and i feel i feel good about the work we did there now in a new location like a new home but we I feel good about setting the foundation for that. And uh, I think they're hosting more than a hundred kids right now. Um, yeah. It's cool. And it was at a time where we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how to utilize the space. We signed a lease on 20,000 square feet, literally two weeks before the pandemic hit. Honestly, that space is, you know, I'm grateful that we did something with it. Cause if we didn't do that, it would only be known as the thing that possibly buried Huga. 
Yeah. And so. so many local businesses have had to adapt and so many have found ways to use their resources to give back to the Charlotte community during this time. Um, do you, are you inspired by any other businesses locally or, or even nationally that kind of give you a little bit of a beacon of hope to continue forward? Yeah, so it's, you know, the luxury that I have is my, my network is deep, um, not only obviously through Share and, and Huga, um, deeply connected to a lot of nonprofits. I see some of them here um, and I follow their work and it's exciting to see them continue to find ways to thrive. Um, there's no shortages, no shortage of, of businesses and startups killing it right now. And I, I, I went through a, a moment of like, so like pity and like, you know, kind of like F them and their success while I'm crying. Um, but once you get over that, cause that's not a good way to be. Um, it's really exciting. It's, it's inspiring. And it, it, it may not, it's, it's, it's less about like inspiring me to do, um, do work again, like who needs to, to sit, like we need to just be here. The goal is survive. Um, so that's when people feel like they want to come back that we're here. I think Huga is an important institution in Charlotte at any size. And if we end up, you know, going from four to three to two to maybe one location, um, we are still here and we can still do the work we want to do. Um, so you look at things like, you know, when you see the success of like Skip Town, um, it's, brings me a lot of joy. Like Maggie started as a single person with Sebastian as a flex member and is now a national dog sitting bar, dog walking craziness. Like I played a small role in that. Um, I'm excited to see my friend do well. Um, that is inspiring and it brings me, you know, endless joy. Um, it's cool to see Skillpop who started out of Huga shift to a digital model and be successful with it. And it hasn't been easy, but um, you know, I, I see Stacy Cassio here. I love like one of my favorite, one of the best emails we get, I get is, is the pink mentor email. And, and I love just the format of it. I love the way you highlight those people that I read that email because it brings me joy. Um, that stuff's incredible. Tim, <laughs> like Tim Miner and Matt still like through all of this, just a, a beacon of light in Charlotte, they are inspiring. Um, you know, I've talked to Tim a handful of times throughout all this through Black Lives Matter murals and all those things like, God, like, how do you not feel at least a sense of joy when you see people like that getting shit done, so. Yeah, Charlotte has a, you know, I mean, I'm biased because I've lived here quite some time, but, yeah. and, and I seem to be ingrained in it, but Charlotte seems to have such a strong network of entrepreneurs and, and creative thinkers uh, that continue to push the city forward and support each other. Um, and hopefully that continues and hopefully things bounce back. Um, I remain hopeful. But what kind of advice would you give to businesses like yourself that, you know, who are feeling this stress and, you know, you said you accept it, maybe that will help. But if they're feeling the stress and it is their livelihood, well, you know, what advice would you give people? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I think that we're, we're, you know, 
we're, we're so married to what we've always done. Um, you know, I, I, I could like, I had an offer to sell Huga for $3 million two and a half years ago. I said, I am too intrinsically tied to Huga and it is my identity. So I am not going to accept this payment and I'm going to keep running this thing, you know? And I, I, um, I don't regret that decision because the last two and a half years have brought me continued endless joy. Um, and I'd also be working for someone that probably would have just shut Huga down at the beginning of the pandemic. It would not exist. Um, at least we have the chance to keep it alive. Um, but I look at, you know, I'm, I'm the executive director for Share Charlotte right now. Um, I'm talking with other companies about what, you know, April, May, June looks like. Um, I'm, and it's, it's because I realize that no matter how much we sit here and stare and think about Huga and we whiteboard things or we try to move things around, that um, sitting and waiting is actually the right answer. So it, it's just opened me up to like, what other opportunities are there that maybe I can lend my expertise to um, and be less about creating. I think entrepreneurs are, we're, we're, we're you know, it, it goes along with a little bit of ego. It's this like desire to control everything. And that's why we run businesses. We want to like, we didn't quit working for people because we didn't want control. Um, but kind of accepting that the thing I really want to control um, just needs to survive. And, and maybe there's something to learn and another good work to do for somebody else. And uh, I'm actually like, I have not had, I haven't had this much fun working for an organization in probably five years. Like Share Charlotte and the team has like kind of reignited me. Like I'm, I'm tired every day. I have work to do. It feels good. Um, and it's when it was put in front of me, I was like, no way am I going to do that now. I'm like having a blast. So I don't know. Be open to new things. It's a weird time. Everything's on the table. Yeah. I love that. It's, this has been a very authentic breath of fresh air for a lot of us who there's, there's a kind of a toxic positivity that can sometimes happen, especially on social media um, where everything's awesome. It'll be fine. And you know what? It's nice to hear just the truth and you speak the truth and not sugarcoating things. And it's a tough time for people. And we thank you so much for that honesty. And I want to give people time to ask any questions since we only have about five minutes left. Um, if anyone has anything they'd like to ask Garrett, feel free to unmute or add it in the chat. I think there are a couple of things in the chat, Jess. Okay, let's see. Um, Okay, so from Kara, several of the families served by Charlotte Family Housing have their kids going to school at the Huga Remote Learning Site. The parents are grateful and the kids are staying on task. CFH is grateful for Huga and our collaboration with the Steve Smith Foundation. So that's more of just a comment on the good work that you're doing. Um, making, still making an impact, even though people might not you know, think Huga's doing anything right now. You're touching lives in a way that it's almost, it's, you don't realize how much of a difference you're making in one child's life and what that could turn into for that child's future. So that's something to really be proud of. 
pivoting in a, a selfless way like that. Um, Lou, did you have anything you would like to add? Well, I, um, I see here Janine said uh, that she wondered whether or not you could share how people had re responded to the new restrictions. So you've had some, some things in place when they returned to Huga for COVID. How, how has he handled that, she says? Yeah, um, we actually, um, I think this, this goes hand in hand with our desire to be a little bit more present. Um, we don't get yelled at all that often. Um, we're not invisible landlords. We run, you know, we're a small team. We're three people running four locations um, and we're present. You know, we work in the spaces. We, we, um, we just, we have relationships. So when we communicate, um, even, even when we have pushback, people seem to be really thoughtful, mainly because they're going to have to see us. Um, uh, as opposed to if we were uh, never present, we, they would just yell at us all the time about things. Um, you know, for the most part, we're, we, we haven't had a ton of pushback on implementing, you know, we have masks all the time in the space. If you're traveling in any of the open areas, we have spray and paper towels and restricted meeting space sizes. And, you know, the wellness is working out with masks. And, and for the most part, like people, people don't say, I, I think some people just opt out and will never know um, how they really feel. But for the most part, people are really respectful. Um, and it's, it's been one of the, I think we stress ourselves out more thinking about it than, than we needed to. And that the, the fam, we, as we call them, is, is kind of just doing what we ask, which is cool. If people want to get more involved in Share Charlotte, how, how could they go about doing that? Yeah. So God reach, uh, you can go to the website, chaircharlotte.org. Um, you can reach out to, uh, me directly at Garrett at chaircharlotte.org. Uh, and I can kind of plug you in, in different ways. Um, there is, there's a lot coming in. We're changing a lot. It's kind of a, I don't know, I can't say too much, but I'm really, I, I've got a couple months to like put my, put my print on the whole thing. So I'm, 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 I'm throwing some new cool things into the mix that I think will um, uh, amplify share in a, in a new way and actually give its uh, nonprofit partners an even uh, greater opportunity to shine. I'm, I'm pretty damn pumped, so. Would you say you're feeling a bit more easy about things right now, Garrett? <laughs> uh, the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, I listen, I, I'm... I, I went I went away for the holidays. I, I traveled. I went and hid um, somewhere nice uh, for twelve days. And um, for the first time ever, um, yeah, I'm sure we all feel this at some time in our past. When you go on vacation, that you know, it takes you three days to relax, and then the final three days, you just stress about going back to life. And and I did not stress at all. Like I remember sitting there with 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 uh, my partner and kind of being like, I'm going. Really kind of excited to go back and this realization that I kind of love my life I love my daughter I love the person I'm with I I, I do love Huga I love my team um I love baking I love all these things like Huga sucks right now I've accepted it. it's just gonna blow <laughs> for a while but I actually like really kind of love my life and I'm doing whatever I can to enjoy it so um this this is a newfound thing it's probably the last like three or four months but 
Um, if you can find a level of acceptance and then don't seek escapes from what is like life, it's life. Like you can either accept or you can run from it, but guess what? It's going to be there tomorrow. It's going to be there the next day. Uh, and I feel a bit lighter because of it. So. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking Jess, how, um, how the, how Garrett's brand is Garrett, you know, behind Huga is the spirit of somebody who loves Charlotte and is as candid as he is and is so involved in uh, moving Charlotte forward through this and helping and um, being a part of, of causes and, and caring and being pumped about Share Charlotte. That's your brand. And I've always thought of you as a brand expert. You know, that, you know, the yellow tennis shoes, the yellow, yellow, um, the, the whole spirit around Huga is, is you. And so we, we absolutely cherish and, and celebrate you for being with us today and, and being so real. Um, it's a gift. It's an absolute mm -hmm. gift. And Jess, are, are you wound up there? Is there anything? I'm else? wound up. Okay. I've learned to just ride the ride, Garrett. Yeah. I, I appreciate your, your candor. And we are going to send everybody all your uh, information and social and everybody on the call will get that. Um, Cause I know everybody fell in love with you who didn't know you today. And so uh, next up everyone join us and um, Valerie Gladden. I saw you, you'll love this Val on February 11th, Dave Alpern is our guest, the president of Joe Gibbs Racing. He was once known as the t-shirt guy. And today is the president of, you know, just a premier organization uh, with drivers like Denny Hamlin. And I think they've got five NASCAR Cup wins to their, to their name. But he was once, you know, the fellow who uh, had a flair for creating t-shirts. And so he's just got a great story. But meanwhile, Garrett, we are thankful for the story we heard today. So have an awesome day. We love everybody for being with us and we'll see you next time. Thanks Thank for having you. me guys. Bye. Thanks, Garrett.